Hello, and welcome back to Love at First Podcast. I am Sam, and joining me as always is my beloved co-host and number one. Safai. I was waiting for you to say it. Say what? Number one or, yeah. or beloved? No, you always say beloved. Number one. Number one. Okay, that's true. I don't, I always, I have been saying number one every episode for like five episodes now. So, uh, hey, we're back though. Um, it's been a while for us. We we had a nice little break because we recorded three episodes in advance and then we sat by for three weeks. I went on vacation uh, for my birthday. I think we talked about that last week. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we recorded last week, like, three weeks ago. So, so it's weird. Um, and we're going to get three more out today, which is great. So we're really chugging along. Um, but before we get into the episode, we've got to talk about a huge milestone for us. We have our first patron on Patreon. Woo! Isn't that cool? Um, it is our good friend Davey from over at Trexford's Quiz. We love Davey so much. Uh, he'll be coming on here pretty, pretty soon. Um, I think next month he's coming on. It's January when we're recording this. It'll be January when this goes out. But um, in February, I think I think the guys, both Anthony and Davey from, from Trexpert's Quiz, are coming on our show. And then uh, the hosts of Computer Resume Podcast are coming on our show. So look at us. Look at us having more than just my parents. And then my dad's coming on next month. <laughs> well, we already so. established that there's... there's Oh, you mean coming on to the show? Coming on to the show, I thought you were talking about listening. Okay. No, well, we know there are, like, a bunch of people listening now. Okay. But, like, you know. We got we got new places. It's like uh, it's like the spinoff episodes, you know? It's like when Quark came, called the Enterprise in season six, which we haven't gotten there yet. Or, like, when when Bashir showed up on on Enterprise that one time, on, on Next Generation, not ringing a bell because you don't know who these characters are. Or Quark when he showed up in the pilot of Voyager. So you know who Quark is. I talk about Quark a lot. Um, Maybe you don't know who Quark is. Ooh, that's good though. You'll love Quark. Okay. Quark's one of the main characters of a, of a show down the line. He's he's a bartender, uh, a pirate. I it with the name Quark. Yeah, he's he's not a good guy, but he's a good guy. That doesn't make sense. He's like he's like your favorite lovable grandpa, who just gets into trouble nonstop and somehow is in jail every week. So is he the um? What's what's his name? The the one guy that in Star Wars that no one likes. I don't I, I don't know. The little alien guy that uh, you just talked to my a, friend about. You have his his lot. figurine on the shelf by the stairs. Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. No, he's he's not like Jar Jar. He's like an actually good character. Okay. Who actually has plot? So <laughs> he's a Ferengi. He's an alien. He's Unlike a Jar Jar Binks. No, who's another big-eared alien, but not a Ferengi. <laughs> Um, anyway, so this week, um, we're on a sad episode, um, and in prep, I listened to a lot of Denise Crosby interviews, because um, I, I do love Tasha Yar, and I am sad to say that this is the second to last time we'll see Tasha Yar. What are you talking about the second to last? Uh, spoilers. She comes back? Maybe. For one episode, down the line. Really? How? Uh, we'll find out. It is an amazing episode called Yesterday's Enterprise. It involves... Are we watching that? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You cannot do a TNG rewatch, even if you're doing like a like a bad episodes of TNG. You're gonna have you're gonna have Yesterday's Enterprise on there just because it's that good. I think it's a season three, season four episode. So I don't know. we got a while. I mean, we're just about to season two. We're we're gonna be at season two by the end of today. I just realized that. Really? Yeah. By the end of the day, we're recording this podcast. We will be in season two of the Next Generation when Star Trek grew the beard. 
What does that mean? You've heard me say that saying, right? Star Trek grew the beard? Uh, yeah, but I probably wasn't paying attention. A character in the next generation is going to grow a beard in uh-huh. season two, and it, it's going to be like the tipping point for the show. As soon as this character gets a beard, the stories get really good, uh, the character developments get, get really good, the universe is going to get more entertaining, it's not going to be so dry, it's going to really get its footing, and it's going to grow the beard. It's going to do great. And that's what, what we say whenever a Star Trek show gets good. We always say Star Trek shows have a very hard first season. There's only been one Star Trek show that had a very successful first season. Do you know? It's your favorite. Um, Lower Decks. I was about to say Lower Decks. Lower Decks had a very successful first season just because it was a parody. It's an anime. Yeah, it's an animated (laughs) parody. It it had it easy. Um, But uh, every Star Trek show that's live action or otherwise kind of has a rough first season, but then by the second or third they get, really get their footing. You would think that with all the technology we have now, they would not have a rough first season? Yeah, you would think so, but Discovery really has had a hard time finding its footing. And Picard, too. Picard and Discovery have had a very hard time finding your footing. I will say Strange New Worlds did not have that issue. Strange New Worlds is another uh, strange case where they did not have a bad first season. Is that like a pun or something? Yeah. To what? Strange New Worlds. I don't get it. Because it's weird when a Star Trek show has a good first season. Oh. So it's strange that a Star Trek show had a good first season. Strange New Worlds. It's a strange case. Anyway, (laughs) I I had fun with that pun. I hope you did too. Let's go ahead though. We're watching Skin of Evil today. Um, If you don't know, the Enterprise is on on route to a planet. Um, They pick up, or a shuttle crashes on another planet and they divert to save the shuttle. And then it turns out there's a giant puddle of tar that's also sentient. And in a very bad mood needs a little therapy. Uh, does not get it, and ends up killing Tasha Yar um, in a very, very shocking decision. And we will talk about why Denise Crosby left the show, some rumors that popped up over the years that I was told as a kid is why she left the show, but it turned out to not be true. Uh, and we'll go from there. Okay. So, But let's go to your questions. Um, I'm excited to hear what questions you had to ask about Skin of Evil. <laughs> uh, my first one was... They're they're having a boxing match on the ship. Yeah, it's just so random. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, they were were they in the holodeck or was it real? I don't remember. It was um that we didn't get to see the match. They were just talking about it because she died. Oh, they were having a jujitsu competition. Oh, that's normal. I thought it was boxing. No, there's okay. it's martial arts. Might have been boxing. I don't know. Tasha Yar could, could take a, a but she was just guy like, in boxing. I was like, what? Worf teaches a martial arts class, which we'll get to see down the line. He teaches a self-defense class to people, mostly women. And, and Worf... He didn't save her. Uh, apparently, well, you can't really fight a <laughs> sentient tar monster with martial arts. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Uh, but, you know, uh, Worf is really cool with his extracurricular activities here. So Worf is my favorite character in all of Star Trek. Pop quiz, pop quiz uh, moment. I, I, why do you keep pop quizzing me every Because so our often? first patron was Trexpert's quiz, so I have to ask a quiz every five minutes now. You've been asking me like pop pop questions for the last. I two love weeks. trivia. I do. Anyone who listens to the show will say I love Maybe trivia. Maybe we should have just made a trivia show. It's not too late. No. Don't don't put this this curse on yourself because you know if you give me an I, idea for a podcast, I, will, I no. will make a podcast. I know you will. I will not. I just be bumped here. the mic and I don't know if that picked up. I hope. Yeah, it didn't. I, I apologize, everybody. I was my arm. I bumped with my arm. Anyway, pop quiz. Which Star Trek actor in this episode has the most appearances in all of Star Trek? Um, is it, um, is it number one? Close. He's number, he's the second. So the number one is Michael Dorn as Lieutenant Worf. Worf has the most appearances in any Star Trek series, or in any of, of Star Trek, period. 
And you want to know why that is? Why? He's the only character to continue on into a second show. Why? He's just that popular. When TNG ends, Worf will transition to Deep Space Nine. Which is really cool to as me. As what? As Worf. Oh. As he's still Commander Worf, it's the same. It picks right up where, where Worf is left off. And Worf gets more plot development. We get more Klingon-focused episodes. Literally, Worf is the main character of the next two shows. <laughs> right now, it doesn't seem like it because he's literally like he's just there. an extra. Like yeah, he's literally he's like. There. But next season, somebody's got to replace Tasha. So keep that in mind. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Worf um, teaches Tasha and the other officers in his security department martial arts, and and they hold competitions to see who is the best i guess which is mm. very Klingon of him so okay. but i think it's a very cute moment when he's like i put my bet on you tasha so and then they do they hug they don't hug do they? um she hugs no but my next one is saying that she was flirting again with Worf. yeah she you know that would have been an interesting development to see that would have been wouldn't it and i'll say Worf does get you know out of all the characters in star trek Worf gets the most girlfriends what? We're gonna see Worf get married. Like of all species, or all, he just—he only dates one other Klingon throughout this show, and he has Damn. four girlfriends. So he said, "In a ratio species." Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I love Worf. Mm-mm. Does he have kids? Yeah, he has a son. Interesting. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Spoilers. That's coming up though. With like. With uh, with a woman he meets one time. A, a Klingon. Or... A Klingon, yeah. Okay, I was like, so is they, that possible? I, I think I think she was half human though, so like his kid is a quarter human okay because i was like is it possible for him to have have, kids have of... we talked about Worf at all on this show yet like in detail uh, we skipped the first Worf episode so i'm not surprised so Worf um did not grow up with klingons no yeah okay wait, yeah okay. yeah yeah we did talk about this yeah okay. he was, he was adopted parents, by humans, yeah, yeah yeah and we'll see his adopted parents okay so that's down the line though are they klingon no they're human oh they're a nice little russian human couple <laughs> so yeah Worf used to play soccer as a child I can't imagine That's that. canon. He killed a kid in a soccer match. I can see that. By happening. accidentally headbutting him. And then he has all those brow ridges and bones and he like cracked the kid's skull. This is talked about in an episode. This is canon. Did he go to juvie? No. Damn. It's the future. We don't we don't just punish kids like that anymore. But he just I don't think they punish anyone. You know what punishment in the Star Trek universe is? What? Banishment to New Zealand. Does he get banished? No. Did he get any type of trouble? I mean, I'm sure he got in trouble, but he, he just killed a kid by accident. I don't care. I know, but yeah, no, it, it is kind of glossed over in that scene too. But this is this is way down the line. But yeah, so so Worf and Tasha have a weird relationship that maybe if Tasha hadn't, you know, died, could have gone zap, somewhere. Zap. Yeah, not even zap zap, just like. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh my lord. God. And I said, how did that happen to their shuttlecraft? The, the power of Armus. Armus is the tar monster. I don't know if you remember that. No, yeah, but, like, how was he able to do that? He's, he's, literally, his backstory is that a species got so fed up with their negative emotions and angry feelings that they sucked them out of themselves and put them, like, on the ground. And that doesn't be- sound like a good idea. And they became Armus. And then Armus is, like, ultra-powerful and able to pull shuttlecraft but out of space. But that doesn't sound like a good idea. That's not dealing with your emotions. Clearly, it, it came back to bite multiple people in the ass. Yeah. Because they're clearly an extinct civilization. I would have, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why did you think this was a good idea? Deal, just deal with your emotions. Yeah. Therapy. Therapy. Yeah. I started therapy today. That's why we're talking <laughs> oh, about it. I don't mind yeah. telling our audience. Our audience are our friends. Yeah, I started therapy today. Uh, so, hi, Mom, if, you, ah! if you're listening. <laughs> It was your idea. It was my 
idea. It was everybody's idea. Apparently, I need a therapy gang. Oh, my lord. It's funny. We're going to make people laugh with my trauma. And you're going to go tell your counselor, hey, I'm just laughing about it. Based on our conversation, I think he'd, he'd laugh pretty much. Doesn't he say, why did you do that? <laughs> so. Oh, my lord. Okay, what else I say? I said... If you don't what? have a lot of questions for this episode, I will legitimately be upset. I with have you. like a page, and that's more than usual. That's fine with me. Okay. Um. What? Where was I? Okay. I said. I. Uh, I said. What is the black silk, and why doesn't it want them to pass? It's Armus. Yeah. It just. It's really upset. <laughs> yeah. Up close, it looks like tar. It, that's why I call him the tar monster. <laughs> he is one of Star Trek's two tar monsters. There's two? There's two. And does he come back? No. Well, oh, wait, he does. So, Lower Decks, there's a joke. Uh, there's two Armist jokes. There's one where uh, Mariner gets pissed off at Boimler at the end of the series, and she's like, I'm going to feed you to an Armist. Oh, I remember hearing that. And then there's another episode where they prank call Armist. That's so... Yeah, they literally subspace prank call. How does call. he have a phone? He doesn't. They call him through the ether, and, and they're talking sense. through the void. That does not And they're like, Armus, I'm over here, and he like he's like getting frustrated that he can't eat them. <laughs> so, and that makes no sense. I know. Armus would be a good villain to come back. I think I think uh, Discovery should encounter Armus a thousand years a random, later. This was such a random plot line. I'm it not really, going to lie. It felt like two episodes, again, getting pushed like, back together. No, it didn't feel like two. It just felt like a pointless plot that did not need to happen. Tasha died. That was not pointless. Like, that was the only reason. They just wanted a reason to kill her, but then everything else after that made no sense. Like, That's they true. killed her right off in the in the front. They could have waited till in the middle or the end to kill her, but they killed her right off in the beginning. They could have done the season finale, too. Like, this is two episodes away from the season finale, and the next Well, episode... was it her choice to leave, or did it oh, just yeah, kill her? Oh, yeah, 100% her choice. Oh, okay, so yeah, they had And, like, it's weird, because in today's standards, if you sign up for a TV show, you sign up for, like, a year-long contract, at least. You yeah. sign up for the first season, and then there's something in your contract, I believe, that says, like, oh, about halfway through, this, through the year, let us know if you plan on staying or not, we'll renew your contract. Um, I think Denise Crosby, I, I just listened to an interview, and I cannot remember if she said not. I don't know if she had a contract for multiple seasons. I think she said she didn't. Other actors did. She and someone else didn't. Why didn't she? Um... I don't think back in those days Hollywood was too friendly to women. And to be honest, Tasha was not an important character. Because I think we've only had her import being important in two episodes. Otherwise, she's literally standing in the background. We see her legs more than we see Denise Crosby's face in the whole of TNG. Um, I mean, she was, she was banging data. We don't talk about that. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, then I said, how was it talking? Magic. Science. You don't need a mouth to talk, technically. You just need an orifice. That doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, don't think too hard. It's techno babble. I mean, my head already hurts, so I'm not going to. But... Well, that's just because it stinks down in my office, but. No, that's not why. I know. I'm just messing with you. I'm, I'm sick. Yeah, for once, I'm sick. It also does not stink in my office. Thank you very much. So uh, thank <laughs> you for not commenting on that. <laughs> it's next door. I know. With the cats. Yeah, our cat room is next door. So it kind of bleeds through our sound booth wall, mm. which used to be a closet. <laughs> I should point that out. Our sound booth is just a closet. I think you have before. There are towels above us right now. That's yeah, how, that's I have nowhere else to put the towels. I know. I'm working on it. Um, but yeah, so Armist doesn't need a mouth to talk. Okay, um, I said they always pick on Tasha. <laughs> I mean, she, that's why she left. She was bullied. 
Oh, like not, I, no, oh, that's not I was why. like, whoa. No, that's not. Twist. That's not why. No, she. Okay, let's talk about why. I was gonna say this for the end. Let's talk about why Denise Crosby left. Denise Crosby felt she was being underutilized, um, which she was. Did she want to do more? Yeah, absolutely. She wanted to do more. She was a Star Trek fan too, I believe. So like. It didn't really make sense for her to leave. Well, she got her five minutes of fame. Well, I mean, she got a lot more than five minutes because I think she... I don't remember if she did it before Star Trek or after, but um, let's go back even further. Do you know who her grandfather is? No. Her grandfather is Bing Crosby. Who? One of the most, like, prolific singers of the 1900s. Who? Okay. Bing Crosby was a very popular musician, bigger than Taylor Swift. He was uh, a singer, songwriter actor a very very cool person why are you always so surprised when you ask me who someone is and i don't it's know it's like i could go on the street to like a like someone younger than you and be like you know who bing crosby is and more than likely they'll be like yeah i know who bing crosby is what are you stupid so like i'm always shocked when i mention something that's like slightly <laughs> famous like on a level that like it's culturally relevant to us and I like you just are like i don't know who that is i don't pay attention to like actors and actresses it's like what did names. i say the other day i said something i was talking about a president and you were like oh yeah this guy and i'm like he wasn't a president who did that say? i don't remember who that was was that when we had game night yeah it was when we had game night i determine whose turn it is to go first in game night by giving random historical trivia so um but yeah no i mean i gotta answer okay right. anyway bing crosby like he was bigger than Frank Sinatra, and he was around at the same time. What song did he make? Oh, I don't know. Like, a bunch? <laughs> like, <laughs> um... You're gonna have to show me later. Yeah, I, I absolutely will, because, like, some of his music is on our wedding playlist. I mean, I probably... Once I see a picture from him, I'll probably I probably know who no, it is. No, because even if you showed me a picture of Bing Crosby with, like, five other pictures, I would not be able to pick out Bing Crosby. Give me your phone. What do you want? I will look up who this is. Do you want to see his greatest hits album? Because yeah. it's on my my whatchamacallit. Yeah. On my phone. I think it's Bing Crosby at the movies. It's all the music he did in the movies. But yeah. Oh, well, he looks familiar. You've probably seen him and stuff. He's in one of my favorite movies called um, ooh, High Society, which is the first movie ever to mention rock and roll in a movie. Anyway, back to Star Trek. Uh, Bing <laughs> Crosby is the grandfather of Denise Crosby. Oh. They never met. They were perfectly estranged, estranged. But she got early recognition as a child because uh, her mother took Bing Crosby's son, her father, to court. <laughs> Why? And Bing was involved. I think it was child support payments or something like that. Or, no, Bing wanted to clear up if, if she was actually... The, the child of his son because you gotta remember this is before DNA testing. Is it Bing or Bean? Bing. 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 So she got a little bit of stardom from that early on. That was a pretty big case at that time but then she went on to be a great actress. She was in Playboy. Um, we were, I was about to say I was like what else was she in? Uh, Playboy. She, she did a Playboy shoot very early on in her career but she was a very big uh, she did stage, she did music um, she was in a very very big horror film in the 80s called Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. The original yeah, yeah. Pet Cemetery. Yeah. She played the mother. I think that was after Star Trek or before Star Trek. Not too sure. But her, her biggest name to fame for forever, pretty much, has been Star Trek. Do you know his actual name was Harry? No, I didn't. Are you actually looking up Bing Crosby facts now? <laughs> you are looking up <laughs> Bing Crosby facts. I'm proud of you for that. But no. So, um, so she is, is a pretty big name to have in Star Trek because there's the Bing Crosby connection. It's kind of cool because one of the characters in Deep Space Nine is a lounge singer loosely based on her grandfather and all of the other lounge singers of that time. So, so did they know 
for her. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, name and like... And they still didn't use her? And what? For the fame. Oh, no. She, was, she wasn't famous on her own, and, like, by that time, Bing Crosby's fame had kind of dipped, so, no, like... No, yeah, okay, so that's what I was saying. I was But like, she probably got the job, the audition, because she, she was known, because okay. she was doing acting. So, um, she's a very, very nice lady. I've met her before. You have? Yes, she was so sweet. I was very young. It was right before Star Trek Online, which is the big Star Trek MMO. You know, I'm not even surprised you met her. You freaking well, meet everybody. I met most of the cast You of meet Star everybody. Trek. Yeah. Like, it's hard for me not to name a Star Trek actor I met at a convention, oh, but she was gosh. very sweet. Because we were talking, and Star Trek Online, she they had just done her first story where she was voiced by Denise Crosby in the episode. I think Denise Crosby, besides Leonard Nimoy, was the first actor to be in Star Trek Online. So I walked up and I said, I just want to say, I love uh, a character you play. I have to dance around this because it's going to spoil something about Tasha's character. Um, I love the character you play in this DLC. And she was like, ooh, I'm so glad to hear that because I just recorded more. She basically told me that she had done more Romulan content for Star Trek Online and that um, her character was going to be in it, which her character was like the main antagonist of it. So she was in it a lot um so that's one of my favorite things about her that that she she does come back to star trek in a way uh connected to tasha but apparently she's going to be in picard season three but um i like the characters she plays next time we see her in a regular recurring character i mean the thing is that like they didn't have to kill her they could have just said she's going oh, yeah. somewhere else oh yeah they actually could but i think um i i think they they saw a moment and they took a moment oh my <laughs> so uh, yeah, but okay, so what's your next question? Um, I said that one. Uh, <laughs> I said that was a stupid way to die. That was, it's a very dumb way to die. Like, it just, like. I will say it's and then like. And they, they brought her back, and I understand bringing the body back, but then they brought her back, and they were still trying to, like, save her, even though the doctor clearly said, I think she's dead. Yeah, Beverly does go, she's dead. And it was a little extra how yeah. long they were trying to resuscitate her for. Yeah, especially for a future technology. It also really throws me, because I think I've mentioned this before, but the set they use for sickbay is just their observation lounge set with some beds in it. And you can tell because the cutouts on the wall are the windows. Um, so it always kind of throws me and makes me kind of out of the moment when there's a sickbay scene in season one. Season two, beautiful sickbay set for Dr. Pulaski. Um... So, yeah. It's a very dumb way to die. I will say it's very normal. In today's standard, if you were killing off a character that big, even in a first season, it would have been a, a huge death. Uh-huh. Um, and this, it's a very normal, small death. Very, very accidental, needless, and that's the importance of it. But they made it, like, seem extra with how much they were trying to resuscitate her. Well, she's the chief of security of the Enterprise. She's I know, but they already their friend. You but know? they already knew that she was dead. You would try to resuscitate a friend too, especially yeah, if okay. you had future technology. Okay, yes, but, but I would like resuscitate. There was a heartbeat. Like, there no, was still a they heartbeat. they literally said the life thing was only that was the only thing that was keeping her alive. To be fair, in Star Trek and, and Spock did come back to life from nothing. So I mean, if in this this technological world, I would I would also try to resuscitate someone who was dead. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't try to resuscitate somebody, obviously, but I wouldn't go on for it. I feel like they just went on a little too long. Yeah. So, and, like, obviously, like, I know, like, that hurts whenever someone that's that super close to you. This is what I always say. Friends or family are not allowed to operate on people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that's got to be hard, because if you're senior staff and you're, you're friends with the doctor, 
you know, you don't have Dr. McCoy, you've got a very nice, loving doctor like Dr. Crusher, it's going to be hard not to And, like, if it was her friend. son? Yeah, and she, well, there are other doctors on the ship. And we yeah, but, like, they would want the best, and she's the best. That's true, she is the best. So... Well, that would and be like a she, she and she episodes. wouldn't let anybody else operate on her son. <laughs> That's true. She wouldn't, so, even though like she knows better. Like, like I said, it won't be a problem in two episodes. Jesus. Um, and then it'll be a problem again in season three. But we'll talk about that when we get there. Okay, I said, um, why does he want them? Um, he, he doesn't want them. He wants their ship. I think he's very lonely, and Armis wants to get off this planet. And has a shitty way of saying. It. Yeah, and then, like, what is his plan when he gets off the planet? Because he never says he wants to kill or, like, destroy the galaxy. But, like, is he going to want to, like, try to, like, absorb more sadness to make himself more powerful? And then, then, like, he's going to be more sad. Yeah, and then, like, what happens if he goes to, like, there is a planet that's literally just, like, a spa in Star Trek. There are two. There's Ryza and there's the other one from Lower Decks. What happens if they just send him there and he gets a spa treatment? Then all of a sudden, like, is he going to join Starfleet Academy? I don't think that's you know? how it works. Yeah, that Didn't he say he had a love interest or something? Who, Armas? Uh-huh. No. Oh, I thought he said something about No, that. he talked about his, his the civilization that created him, but, like, it's gotta be a sad existence to just be literally the compiled sadness of, of, of an entire civilization. Yeah. All the hatred, sadness, bad emotions. Like, jeez, I feel bad for Armas. I wonder what could kill him. Uh, nothing, apparently. <laughs> Though I would, I mean, being Picard, I would have bombarded the surface from orbit. But, oh my god! No, it's it's interesting. And then he's just sitting there on a planet of a warning beacon. Like, there's nothing like really stopping anyone from like going and letting him free. What just, warning beacon? They deploy a warning beacon. That's standard Starfleet practice. They probably don't say in the episode, but anytime they go to a planet that's dangerous, they just they just leave a little satellite in orbit that gives a message saying, hey, this is a really dangerous place. Don't go past you or really bad things will happen. Oh. So, like, I could totally see some, like, angry Klingon being like, I shall go and fight the Armus and landing his bird of prey. And then Armus kills his entire crew and then there's Armus and a bird of prey. <laughs> Wouldn't that be bad? That would be bad. Be a good fan film. We should make that fan film. Well, we should not. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um. Why did they just watch and not help him? Number one, when he was getting sucked in. I mean, they couldn't stop Armin. But it was just so slow. Like you it literally was, yeah, you could have grabbed him, right? Yeah. You could have at least tried to put some effort. They were just staring, and then they didn't run off until he was like gone. I, I like to think that. They knew that Armus was purposely dragging him slowly to make them help. No, they were just doing it for <laughs> no, cinema effects. They were. It was really dumb. A lot of stuff in this episode is, is honestly very dumb. But I'm like, really? Like, you're literally watching him get away. You maybe could have maybe had a chance to help him out. And you're, they just cut to dad or whoever it was to space. And there's like, <gasps> and it's like, yeah. run, run, run. It's like, no, I've got, I've got run. a fun fact about, about Riker in this episode in my, in my notes. We'll talk about it at the end of the episode. Oh my gosh. And then I said, so after this, I have to do my question. Um, I said, how was he able to connect to Data when he was controlling him? Uh, Armus? Uh -huh. I don't remember this in the episode. Yeah, because remember he uh, he was holding up his ray and he was like, oh, like, right. I can shoot the doctor. Right, 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 right. Um, I don't, yeah, that's weird. Because they don't really define how powerful Armus is. Uh huh. But that's really powerful, uh -huh. like being able to like. Control. Is it because he's a he's an android? No, I think I think he could have done that to anyone. 
But it's so weird, though, because they really... I've noticed a lot with Data, they really go back and forth on if he's human or, or android. Yeah, they forget to write him as an android. Because, like, yeah. if he if he's a robot, if he's an that, android, that, it wouldn't have been able to happen like that. No, it could have. Really? If, if he's just literally, like, applying a force to it, then uh-huh. yeah. Because then that's literally Data just being, like, pull. Which could happen to a human, too. Like, it's never stated to be telepathic. So... I, I see it as him just literally using a tractor beam basically to pull Data's arm which way he wants it to go. Well, this is just really weird. Yeah, I would say. But then again, they really could have... I feel like another episode should delve into Armus as, as a serious bad guy because I think with, with a potential like Armus, you could make a Star Trek horror movie out of Armus. Literally the powers of hatred and, and self-loathing. It sounds one, like a Goosebumps episode. Literally, it looks like a Goosebumps cover, so... <laughs> I think it'd be a good... Uh, that's it. Star Trek's first horror movie, Armus. Jeez. <laughs> Call um, us at Kiva Goldsmith. We got ideas. You have ideas. I'm just here. That's true. <laughs> and then I said, uh, why does he want to be... Why does he want to be on the Enterprise, which we already talked about, to yeah, he fly wants to, away? Yeah. yeah. I, I bet he has some kind of, like, absorbing power. And he was going to, like, absorb all the negative energy But my thing is that, like, even if he took over the Enterprise and he, like, absorbed everybody on the ship... And he ran into another ship. Like, they're going to try to communicate. And then what if he doesn't communicate? And then they're going to blow it up. Exactly. Yeah. So. And there are, like, ways the Federation has to stop a ship. So. Right. Like, like he's not yeah. going to get far. No. He's going to get one ship and that's it. Hey, you know what he tried? That's that's more than we can say for most people. It was stupid. It was very stupid. <laughs> and it cost the life of a, of a good character. Oh, Jesus. So. In a stupid way. In a very stupid way. Gosh. Then I said, uh, will we see the monster again? Which you already said we will. Yeah, as a cameo and a joke, but yeah. but not in a serious way, sadly. Like, they blew up the, the, the shutter, shuttercraft? Shuttle, which, shuttlecraft. Yeah, I can't say that. They right. did blow up the shuttlecraft, yeah. But they could have blew him up, too. They could have also just beamed the shuttle off the surface. I mean, I know they also were like, oh, we respect all life and everything. Okay, but, like, he just killed one of your own, and he tried to absorb your, another one of your own, and yeah. he tried to, like take off in the galaxy in your ship and kill everybody and kill like two other people in the shuttercraft yeah like uh i think at this point it's okay to kill him yeah you know there'll be a couple decisions that a certain jean-luc picard makes of this nature that will leave you scratching your head and will cost lives in the future idiot there's a big decision that he will make involving a major antagonist in star trek and it will literally cost the galaxy millions of lives because he was not willing to execute an entire civilization idiot i know so, um, okay, is that the last of your questions? No, I have one more. Okay. Um, is it about the funeral? Because we're at the funeral scene. Yeah. Okay, I knew it would be. <laughs> okay, I said they have to pre-record um, their death message. Yeah. <laughs> and then not only that, but, like, also, that's literally the, like, Windows 98 boot screen. Yeah. Like, that's literally, like, the old Windows and 98 desktop. And they changed the doctor's shirt because it was Because, yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is funny because she will start wearing that dark blue from now on. Instead of the green. Um, or was she wearing the green? Yeah, she was wearing green, but right, in the it was background, a, it was a blue so screen. she had to wear blue. Yeah. yeah. So it was probably a big blue screen set they shot on. But, like, here's my thing. like They easily could have just, yeah. like, went to another planet that looked as pretty. Or go back to Earth. They're not that far. Right. They could go back to Earth, give her a nice funeral, you know. What did they do with her body? I probably vaporized it. And put it in that... In that but that's just that's it, not that's not real though. Just let it float. They probably just but shot him into space. But it's not real. In the past, Starfleet's just shot him into space, so they probably just loaded her into a to a torpedo and shot oh, her. Oh, you out know like she spot. doesn't have any family, so yeah, that's true. Does she though? I don't know. On her colony world. 
We'll find out when we visit there. I thought they got blown up. It didn't. It's just a really shitty place. We'll find out in two seasons because we're gonna visit there. Well, they're gonna they're gonna send her back to her cat. Oh no, I forgot about the cat. What should we call it? No, yeah, and then um, I'll say it. Data keeps a, like a hologram of her forever. That's weird. Like on his desk, That's he really keeps. Weird. A, it is a little weird. Um, in fact, uh, yeah, whenever we see Data's personal belongings from now on, he will have a hologram of Tasha Yar. Why? His first love. They were in a trance. I know, but the first woman he ever loved. Or his first, like, a friend. I guess it's just a friend who he's lost. And to be honest, Data, for the rest of his life, will not lose a major friend until he dies. I mean, Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. It is a little weird. And it's like, and I know you were saying, like, while we were watching it, they were like, yeah, like, it makes sense. Like, all shipmates have to, like, have a pre-record message. But the thing is that she wouldn't have had to just update this because she's including everybody that she met and she wouldn't have known. Well, you've got to remember, by this point, they had been together for a year. No, I know, but yeah. I'm saying, like, if they had to have this pre-recorded oh, that's academy, true. That's true. Or if they had the pre-recorded right when they got on the ship, she would yeah. have not known this Here, much Here's about something them. crazier to think. What if, what if she had, like, recorded something for every single crew member who could have been in a position, and then, like, there's an AI algorithm that puts together... This is weird. It is. Like, it's super weird. Like it's, And they would yeah. know exactly, like, she's like, oh, Picard, you were, like, what, a grandpa to me? Like a father to me. Like, like how would it know to say that? Yeah, like, that's... It's, it's crazy. Because then, like, you have to think, is it, did she record this? Or is this literally just a hologram that they record, like, built and then, like, used her logs to build a personality That's for That's just weird. Yeah, because then, like, at that point, what stops them from pulling an avatar and just replacing Tasha Because wouldn't that also look more jumbled up if they did that? No, not in the future. Yeah. No, you gotta remember, like, we're gonna see, like, fully fleshed out holograms here pretty soon. There'll be a holographic character in Voyager. The Doctor is a hologram. Mm. His story is really cool. I can't wait for his story. Um, but yeah, that was it. Okay, so I'll ask your questions and I'll go into my fun facts. So let's let's start with your usual questions from me. Uh, how did you like this episode? I thought it was trash. It was very bad. What would you rate it? I give it like a two. Yeah, <laughs> I would too. It's it's not I, Tasha Yar deserved to go out. Like I don't even care about her. No, I was just like was, the whole episode. The whole episode's bad, but it's not fair to Tasha. And like like I said, they really could have just waited until like it was more of a cliffhanger to kill her off. Like they just they could have made it a cliffhanger. Like, literally, the next episode, you're going to say, why didn't they kill Tasha in this episode? Next episode is so much better than this episode. Like, next it, episode, it just doesn't make any sense. The conspiracy should be the season finale of Star Trek The Next Generation. Somehow, it is not. <laughs> so I just don't like it. I know. Um, yeah, so, and then did you have a favorite character this episode? And why is um, it Will Riker? It's not. It's not Will it's Riker? Not. Ah, go on. Who is it? Um, Wesley? No. Wesley wasn't even really in this. No, he was not. He, he was, like, the in, the, in the back, yeah, in the, at was, the end. Yeah, he was in the back. Yeah. Wait, no, did, did he? No, he didn't go on the planet. Yeah, he did go on the planet. No. The second time? No. No. Okay. Yeah, no. Um. I don't, oh. think, I don't think they're that stupid to put a kid in danger. I don't know, man. This time. I don't know. I mean, That's they true. already said he was stupid, so. That's true. Um, I would have to say, I don't, I don't remember her name is. The telepath one? Oh, Troy? Yeah. Yeah, Troy was good in this episode. Yeah. I like I liked her stuff in the shuttlecraft, so oh. that was interesting. I love how like Oso just randomly. <laughs> I love how they were just. She was like, "Oh, my friend is hurt," and I was like, "You didn't even look like you got up to check him." No, she's just she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm trapped in my seat. Oh, oh, there's a dead body over there. I'm not gonna." He's go. not he's, even he's dead. Fine. No, he's fine. I can see him breathing. 
I guess she can, like, I'm sense like, he's okay. Okay, but you literally could have maybe moved him to the floor. So yeah, or, like, put him in, like, or, like, a recovery position. Right. Or, like, something. Like, he's of, bleeding from like, his head. Like, how do you know there aren't, like, sparks and, like, shards of glass in his chest right, right now? Like, no. Okay, Troy, you need a little little work there. Oh, my God. Jeez, no wonder she doesn't wear a uniform. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, so I got some fun facts about this episode. Nothing nothing too crazy. Of course you do. Um, the original title of the episode was The Shroud. What does that even mean? It's like a shroud, you know, like you're shrouded. This sounds really dumb. It, it was. The episode was influenced by Denise Crosby, who became disappointed by how little Yar had developed over the season. It was Gene Roddenberry who felt the best way for Yar to leave the Enterprise would be in a casket. <laughs> so, Jesus. thank you, Gene. Um, Marina Sirtis, uh uh, believes she did some of her best work in this episode. She really cried during the funeral as she and Crosby had become close friends, and it was very sad to see her go. Who is this? Uh, Marina Sirtis, who plays Troy. Oh. Um, I don't remember her crying. Yeah, she was crying. She, like, was holding on to Will and crying. Apparently that was not acting. She actually got that emotional. I mean, that's good acting. That is really good. She is a really good actress. She, she did Star Trek. Got way too known for Star Trek, and then all she got for the future was little, like, cameo parts. I, I feel like she could have made a great sister for, um, in Firefly. Yeah, she would have been great right? in Firefly. She if Firefly had had another season, Firefly. she would have been great. She pops up in another one of my favorite science fiction shows called Stargate as a scientist, and, like, completely different from Troy. And then she'll, I mean, we're not done with Troy. I think I've, I've told you, Troy will pop up in uh, Voyager a little bit. We've got movies of her, and then she pops up in Picard, and next season she's going to be in all the episodes pretty much, so that's exciting. The whole cast is coming back. I'm, I'm tempted to, like, watch Picard a few for instead of season two of Star Trek The Next Generation. We'll get to your next trivia. Um, this is the first time in Star Trek history where a main character is killed and not brought back to life. It will not be the last. Why? She comes back. Okay, how she comes back is not as the Tasha Yar we know. I know, but still, like you just said, she comes back. Yeah, as another character. Um, okay, you want to know what it is? I'll no, tell you. No, I you mean, want to be surprised? No, no. You yes, actually want to be surprised? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, there was a rumor going around at the time, this is another fun fact, that uh, Denise Crosby was kicked off of Star Trek because she did Playboy. She did not do a centerfold. She had some very tasteful photos. Who cares? It was the 80s. It was a different... And I mean, today, that's They're already flashing her boobs. That's true. Who cares? Exactly. They would love to have her naked. So, but that was a false story. That, that did not happen. Okay. Um, I was listening to a podcast, and she did reveal that was not the cause, that she was the one who pushed to leave. Uh, she said that it was a very... And, and other actors have said the first season, the crew was trying to take it very serious, or at least Patrick Stewart was... Patrick Stewart was trying to take it ultra serious as a Shakespearean actor, and the rest of the crew were messing around, and Denise was apparently bad about it, and apparently Patrick came out and yelled at her something like, Stop messing around and take this serious! As a Klingon walked past or something. So, I mean, uh, by the next season, he will have loosened up, but Denise Crosby will have left. I think she mentioned that it was part of that, like there wasn't the cohesion and when she came back later she said that like there was such a shorthand and like a different language being used that she barely understood um but yeah so that's this is the end of tasha yar as we know her um she will come back in a way as tasha and then something else will happen and she will come back as another character named sila so we'll see denise crosby uh, down the road cool um next week we have conspiracy 
in my opinion, what should have been the season finale of Star Trek The Next Generation, but for some reason we've got to go through the musical comedy episode. So we, well, I don't want yeah. to watch that. We have to, Why? sadly. It sets up um, the Borg. <laughs> I'm going to put a sound effect there to make it dramatic and like change the music. So the Borg are coming. Are you excited? Do you know about the Borg? Have we talked? You've seen a little bit of the Borg. You've seen the comedy aspect in the lower deck of the Borg. Do you Borg. know how many creatures there are in a show that I have to okay. keep track of? The Borg are going to be your favorite. What are these? They're, they're zombies. Can I see a picture? Yeah, absolutely. Wait, 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 wait. Is this what's in Lower Decks? There is... And they got that ship. Remember Boimler got stuck in the simulation yeah. and they were like, like, don't fail, and then he fell in love with the Borg Queen? Yeah. Well, that's the, the comedy aspect of it. Okay. Um, oh, they're, they're more worse? Oof. Wait. Worser? I mean, the, the Borg Queen in Lower Decks does not capture that she literally has wires going into her skin. Why does she look like she has, like, another layer of skin that's over she, her? Because she's all mechanical, and literally for half of the movie... Her lips don't even look real. Look, this is from Star Trek Picard. Spoilers that the word queen is in there. This is how she spends 90% of <laughs> her time. That's horrifying. Yeah. So get ready for body horror, for horror I'm getting, elements. I'm getting, like, a... For, for infectious viruses. I'm getting, like, a mixture of Saw and uh, Hellrider. Hellraiser. Uh, Hellraiser. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's based... Uh, the person who designed the Borg Queen for Star Trek First Contract designed uh, the Alien and Aliens and um, Hellraiser. So good yeah. catch there, baby. Proud of you. I love horror movies. Anyway, folks, those. let's wrap this up so we can go watch some Star Trek on the big screen. I'm um, hungry. I'll make dinner. I'll warm you up food because you're going to watch three episodes of Star Trek with me. I'm going to watch two. Can we watch three? Because, I'm going to watch two. Because you'll get to meet the new doctor. I still have Troy assignment gets to pregnant. do. That didn't sell you the Troy getting pregnant part? I still have an assignment okay, to do. Okay, fine. You still have an assignment to do. We'll just do two. We'll do, we'll do Conspiracy and we'll do uh, The Neutral Zone. <laughs> And I also so, want to go to bed at an actual reasonable time for once. Only one of us is off tomorrow. Anyway, so if you guys are interested in following along on our Star Trek journey, which we've got a long road ahead, uh, we got faith in the heart to get there, you can head over to Patreon uh, and toss us some dilithium crystals to make our warp reaction go. Um, shout out as Jesus. now he gets he, he was getting a shout out before because we love his podcast. Now, now he gets, he's getting an actual shout out. He gets, out. He's paying us to do it. Uh, Davey. Big shout out to you, my man. Thank you for all your support. Uh, you've been an amazing uh, sister podcast to fly alongside. I wish we would have been able to like, yeah. um, take a video of you. I was because, I, one, so Sam lost his voice when we I was when, horribly he sick. when he looked at this. Yeah, and he's texting me, but I don't have my phone on me. And then he's like shouting at me, and I'm like, "Stop talking!" Because you lost your voice. And I'm like, "Do you want me to scream for you?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Um, so I was like, we were very excited. And I didn't look at the name at first, and I will go, oh, wow, I wonder who it was. And I was like, oh, it's, it's Davey. <laughs> oh, my God. So exciting. And then I accidentally messaged, who did I message? I messaged. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. No, I messaged Computer Resume Podcast. Yeah. So apologies for making you think your Patreon was hacked, but but I was overexcited and did not look at it. Is that what happened? Yeah, it was, I got overexcited. No, 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 no. They thought it was hacked? Yeah, they thought they had gotten hacked. You didn't tell me no, that. I, that was I wasn't gonna mention that. Babe, you gotta double check this. I know. So we were able to clear that up, and he was he was also excited for us. Oh so, but yeah, maybe thank that'd you. be a push. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but hey, uh, thank you. And then if you guys want to get your name shouted out um, at the end of the episode every every single week, uh, go subscribe to the Patreon. But you also get episodes early, um, as early as I can get them out to you. With how much we're recording in bulk, I will now be able to get probably two three episodes out. We'll get a sticker. Week. Oh, you'll get a sticker. Um, that's about to come down, unfortunately, for right now. Um, our merchandise is going to be discontinued on Patreon. Oh, wait, I want a sticker? Well, it's going to be discontinued on Patreon, so we can start it on our new Etsy shop. 
What? We've got an Etsy shop for, for Love at First Contact products. Uh, once I get a printer sorted for all this stuff, I think I'm going to go with a local printer. Do we get a mug? Yeah, I can get you a mug. Actually, no, I have too many. Do you want to help me design the mug this time? You didn't really help with the designs last time. Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. I just want a sticker. I'll get you a sticker. But yeah. Can, can we get a sticker with my with my catchphrase? Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Yes. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so if you guys want that, we're going to have merchandise here very soon through an Etsy store or even through our own online portal, um, which we're working on. We're going to have a Discord server. You don't you don't use Discord. I do. That was inspired by Trexperts, who I found to have a very fun Discord community, which I've been I've been lingering in. So. Well, you guys just play Star Trek games? No, but we should. Ah, think about it. We should do a podcast uh, triathlon or something where we all compete in Star Trek games. Ooh, that's a good idea. I'm going to pitch that to them. <laughs> Guys, this is the pitch. Big Star Trek Olympics where we, we all fight each other in some Star Trek game. I'll just come in with refreshments. Yes. So, okay. But if you guys want to follow us there, or you can follow us on Instagram at Love at First Contact, or Love at First Podcast. I did Ooh! it. I haven't done that in a long time. Um, that's because I always did it. I still use the Love at First Contact uh, post on, yeah. on Instagram, so that's why I thought about it. So if you want to follow us, it's Love at First Pod on Instagram. I post there at least once a week, or whenever I have cute cat photos. So... But hey, we'll be back uh, next week with... I don't know. Conspiracy. <laughs> There's a conspiracy in Starfleet. Does that remind you of anything from an episode? No. Well, we're going to see some people from an episode in the first continuity pickup in Star Trek. We'll be back next week with that. Conspiracy. Okay, bye.